Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how stylists are rethinking the traditional success path and really leading almost a revolution of visionary entrepreneurship within the beauty industry, which I love. And you know that on the podcast, I have been really passionate about highlighting the possibilities for you as a hairstylist, as well as showcasing how you can rise within your behind the chair business. Your vision matters and there is limitless possibility in this industry. So please, my friends, don't let other people project their own limits onto you. In this episode, my guest is Jessica Lassard, who is the founder of Love Hair Goddess. It's a mobile styling company app, and she also has an incredible line of products specifically formulated for hair extensions. Jessica's going to share her journey of entrepreneurship and how she turned her passion into three successful businesses. In this episode, she's talking about the process of building the app and the product company, and the challenges she faced along the way. You will have to try really hard not to be inspired by this one. So whether you have aspirations of creating your own business or product line or not, there are some valuable insights and lessons in this episode. Jessica was really open about how she found the inner strength to keep going after failed attempts, roadblocks, and some kind of unfortunate turns of events. We're going to talk about how to actually execute the ideas and when to take calculated risks in order to build a business. We're also breaking down some of the key traits that successful beauty industry entrepreneurs share. I loved this conversation and I know you're going to love it too. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode because, as you know, I think it's really important to shed light on all of the different possibilities and avenues that you can take to build a successful business within this beautiful industry. And my guest today has done exactly that. So she's got three different businesses that she is running, one of which is a product line, which I cannot wait to share more about. And so let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to share all the, everything that I've learned throughout like this process and, you know, just, I just love talking about the experiences <laughs> I've had. So thank you. I can't wait to share. So before we kind of get into what you're doing now, I always love to hear the backstory. So how did you get into the beauty industry? So I have just been one of those people where I just knew when I was like, eight years old my grandma was super into fashion and 
So is my mom. My mom used to do hair. She was like the perm queen. Ever since I've known that, I just was really, really drawn to that. And so one day I just remember when I was really little, I had my Cabbage Patch doll in the yarn and I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to braid. And I, I did like right away and, you know, I was eight years old. And so I was like, I think I just really, I just, I was so drawn to it. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I love doing everybody's hair. And so I just had all these goals of, okay, I'm going to, I played college softball and I wanted to get my business degree. And then as soon as I graduated from there, I was going to go to cosmetology school and it's crazy. I actually did follow all those steps. So I graduated in 2011 of hair school and I actually was able to, throughout school, hair school, I waited tables at Chili's and I got all the girls to come and see me at school. Bless their hearts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, it actually worked down my favor because they would go serve tables and people would be like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. Yeah. Chili's people would be coming to me at school. And so I was really able to build a clientele already right out of school. So I just went, you know feet on the floor. And I was like, I'm going to go out on my own right away and booth rent. So I started doing that part-time and serving right. tables to kind of make up for it. And then I knew I always wanted my own salon, but wasn't sure if I wanted a big salon. So yeah. Sola salons actually came out and I moved into a small studio down the hall. And then I've evolved my business into extensions and have been able to move into a larger studio. And I've been here for 10 years now. So let's kind of give a preview into what are the different business models that you're operating now. And then we'll dig into like the how and the why, but can we just get kind of like a high level overview of what your business looks like today? Yes. So I'm still currently doing hair behind the chair, but back in 2020, I just, you know, I realized that I you know, I didn't have any sort of income, you know, when I couldn't do people's hair. So I was like, how can I make some passive income when, you know, we open up again? And so I started thinking, you know, what client doesn't leave your chair saying, I wish you could come to my house every single day and style my yeah. hair. So, you know, I kind of took that to heart because, mm -hmm. you know, we all do that it makes us feel good. So I started to think, well, I could hire people and because I love styling. Styling is my jam. Like I just have always had a niche for it. And so I would love to be able to go to people's homes and do that. But my schedule, like thankfully I'm busy enough behind the chair. So I just had this idea, like, what if I, I didn't want a bunch of employees. What if I have independent contractors, 1099 hairstylists, they can work when they want, whenever they want, they can make how much ever income they want. They could do it on the side. It could be yeah. their main job. And so the whole business model started thinking like, gosh, maybe I can make this like Uber. Yeah. So it's kind of like an Uber for hairstylists and for the client or customer, they can go. So I just created an app that took a whole year to build wow. from scratch. And I mean, it's very simple right now. I do expect it to, you know, evolve just yeah. like anything. But so you could go on the app and schedule blowouts. We offer makeup, we offer weddings, we do, we pretty much do it all. And so you can go on the app and you can schedule to see who's in your area and the wow. stylist will confirm and they come straight to your house. They have a kit. And so with that, that's one business. Yeah, um, I love and that. it's all under the hair of goddess umbrella. Yeah. And so, you know, I started thinking about dry bar and it's like dry bar on wheels. Well, why yeah. don't I have my own products to go with that? And mm -hmm. also there was just not the best, I feel like extension 
hair product line out there because I do specialize in hair extensions. So I wanted something moisture based, frizz control, all like shine, all the things, extend the longevity of extensions and that doesn't weigh your hair down at the same time. Right. So I actually started thinking, well, what if I just design a hair fragrance first? So that was the first idea. And that was a whole process as well. That was a whole year of testing out different scents and gosh, trying to nail down a scent is so hard. And my signature scent, the perfume I always wear is Chanel Chance, the pink one, the Tendre. Yeah, I love that one. So I, yeah, so it's It's just, it's not too floral. It's just, it's, it's fresh and clean, but beautiful. And so trying to replicate that was really, really hard. And so actually hired a different company and they offered to do like, well, what if you build this whole shampoo, conditioner and everything with the same scent all along with it? Wow. I was like, oh my gosh, like, hello. So yeah. that's where the whole extension thing started and where I really took ingredients like so seriously, you know, it's silicone free, gluten free, paraben free, cruelty free backed by so many hairstylists now that, you know, it's, we're just starting to get out there. We launched the hair product line in October. Our first shipment went out. October of last year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. And I've seen it everywhere. Like the fact that you've been able to, you know, like, I think that someone shouting out the product line is maybe how I originally found you. And so- I can't believe it's been such a short period of time. Oh, it seems like forever, but thank you. I know it's really hard, you know, when you just have all these goals in mind to just appreciate the present, you know, and like look back to how much has gone into it. And it Mm -hmm. it does help talking this through because it makes you realize like how much you went through to get here. So yeah, October. And so we offer a, well, the hair fragrance has been so amazing. And you know, this hair product line is amazing for extensions, of course, but it actually, I've tested, I I use it on so many people, fine hair, medium hair, coarse hair, curly hair. It's been great on all hair types. So it's it's just getting the right regimen. And on my website, wow. I have a whole hair quiz that can tell you exactly what you need. But I will say the hair fragrance is for everybody because, you know, I don't wash my hair that often. And yeah. so it's a great refresher. It's a heat protectant. It adds so much shine wow. and moisture and it's a great finisher. So those, I have the hair product line and the mobile and basically combine them. And, yeah. you know, we love, we want all salons to carry them, our mm-hmm. products. And yeah, so that's our big goal right now is just trying to get them in salons and get it out to the people. Oh, that's so amazing. So what was the process? I have so many questions. I'm such a fan of when people think outside the box. So, you know, I think for so long in our industry, and we've talked about this so much before on the podcast, but like there's for so long, we thought, okay, there's only one way to achieve quote unquote success, right? And that's you started a commission salon and then you work your way up until you have enough clients and then you open your own salon and then you hire. And that's like the cycle, right? Or you become a platform artist or, you know, you work with a huge brand. And what makes me so happy and so lit up about this industry is the fact that There are stylists like yourself. There are, you know, women in business who are taking risks and who are thinking 
outside the box. So you had an idea. I love the Uber for hairstylists. Like that's such a cool way of describing it. And, you know, you really just took that idea and expanded it to serve your people. And the fact that you had that aha moment when people, because who hasn't had a client say that? I wish you could just live in my house and just have my hair every day. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure if we I had know. a dollar for every time we've had a client say that, we'd all be billionaires. So sure. Um, yeah, I love that that's where you started. And I guess I wanted to ask you about that formulation process because, you know, I can imagine that when you first go into something and you just said like you hired a company and then you hired another company. So how was the process? I imagine that it wasn't quite as streamlined as maybe it sounds. So can we dig into that a little bit? Because I think that it's, you know, as creatives, most of us in this industry are. And then, you know, often the difficulty comes in when the roadblock happens. So can we talk about how that process looked and working through some of those roadblocks? Yeah. So I was working with a PR company and they had had a suggestion of this. They gave me, I think at the time it was like 25 options of who to work with and different prices. And, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of money to start with. So like that was super intimidating in in itself. And so, you know, the first person we did hire, I just, I had to listen to my gut, you know, like that's, women and our intuition and actually listening to it is two different things. But, (laughs) uh, you know, we just had so many meetings with this woman and she was very, very flaky. And, you know, I couldn't explain more of exactly what I wanted. And she just wasn't listening to me. And I can't work with somebody that's going to do their own thing to make an extra dollar. Yeah. So it it was a it was like a year long process of just testing out things. I mean, and thankfully I had my clients to give me honest feedback because they've been through this since the beginning with me. And I mean, I'm not lying when some of this stuff smelled like tequila. Oh and, God! But like I would give her that feedback, but it was almost like she was offended, and just communication just was not there. So I just had to come to terms with okay, I can start over. Like mm-hmm. you know this. This isn't going to, I can't draw this out any longer. And so started looking up other product development companies and I chose, I went through, I know a list of 50 of them and I just, I read their mission, you know, the website says so much about your company. And so I had actually went with this company based out of Miami, Bryhill Cosmetics and Brian is the owner and just from day one, his communication has been like superb. He's, I've been working with him for a year and a half now, I think. So he's just, he's very honest on it. He's respectful. He, he is, he totally listened to me and what I wanted. And I mean, I was so picky about every little thing he sent me for samples. I'm not a half-assed person. So I, you know, I wasn't going to be satisfied with something that I was like, ah, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. so I went through five or six different shampoos, you know, that came down the, to the consistency and they just, they, they just, I felt so hard with them. Mm-hmm. And that was so huge to me. Heard and communicated was mm-hmm. the biggest thing and just a level of respect as well. They've done a fabulous job and there's still tweaks I want to make and they're as far as packaging and all that jazz, but you know, and they actually nailed down the hair fragrance the very first time. 
Wow. Yeah. It's they, I just, I sent them a sample and they sent it back. And I mean, it does not smell exactly like it because there's different ingredients that go into it. And what I love about it is my main thing about the hair fragrance is I did not want it to be super alcohol based because that's what dries, that's what perfumes made out of, you know, and that's what can dry out your hair over time. So yeah. And he just listened to every little detail and I wanted a, a shimmer in there and uh, you know, I just, I knew exactly what I wanted that went into it and they delivered. And so I, I've been very, very happy with them. So, I mean, That's I've probably incredible. left out some major details about the lows <laughs> and lows and yeah. wanting to give up so many times. I cannot tell you, but yeah, thankfully for people and women in our industry and my clients and my family, like they, they've gotten me through this because I can't yeah. tell you how many times I was like, maybe this just isn't worth it. So I have so many other women to thank for this and especially hairstylists in our industry. Like they've been so supportive. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. And honestly, looking back, like I'm so thankful for the way it's worked out and the timing of it all. Well, let's dig into that a little bit because what, what really stuck out to me about the story is like after the first bad experience, I think that's when a lot of us like naturally would think, you know what? this idea is not going to work out. It's not going to work. Like, you know, this is, this is just more than I'm willing to put into it. So what was the thing that got you through, like in terms of like seeking out that second company to work with? How did you find that inner strength to terminate that relationship, which I think is, is difficult enough in itself, but then also to keep going? You know, I just had to have my breakdown first, you know, and I just, really had to dig deep. And I just told myself, you know, Jess, you are a risk taker. You've come this far. You cannot give up. Mm-hmm. And on honestly, I had gone to an event a few months before I even fired this company and with that nasty hair fragrance. And it was amongst celebrities and I'm giving this to them and I just wasn't proud of it. And mm-hmm. so giving that to them, I was like, they this can be so much better. And so I just was like, okay, this isn't it. And I just had to regroup and look at my big end goal and just say like, you have worked so hard for this. Like, don't let this one company bring you down. Like there are a million different companies that would love this opportunity. So I don't know. I just, sometimes you just are numb to things and you're just like, do it. It's funny. I'm a risk taker in business, but really not in life. So I I don't know, but yeah, I just, I just knew I had to keep going and that, and I just, I'm faithful and I prayed about it and like this, it just all unfolded. So yeah, that's how I got through it. (laughs) I love that. And honestly, I think you point out something very important and that is that like two things actually, one is like when you have a strong enough vision, when you are you know, believe in something enough, then it feels like tunnel vision a lot of the time, right? So where if you're halfway bought into something, things can feel like failure and rejection when you are all the way bought in. Yeah, you're going to have your little breakdown. And I mean, if there's a single business owner who hasn't like cried into their pillow at (laughs) night because of something, I would love to meet them. Certainly not me. We've all had those We've all had those experiences, right? Where things got hard. And I think that's like really important to think of that, you know, your vision is what really got you through. And the other thing I wanted to pull out of what you said is the risks, because 
entrepreneurship, like a, a tolerance for calculated risks is a big success indicator a lot of the time because mm-hmm. there's never, when you have a new idea, you're trying to bring something new to market, there's never a guarantee. You can like try to fill the gap as much as you want, but there is always that little element of risk. And I think that is something that's really important to embrace. Otherwise, you know, obviously there's a difference between taking calculated risks and being reckless, but, you know, I think it's really important to, to embrace that a little bit because it's going to be, it's really hard to step outside the box without that little bit of risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. And I just have this saying that if it was, I tell myself this all the time, well, the worst somebody's going to tell you is no. Yeah. And so like, just, you you won't know unless you ask. And that's like so simple and cliche, but I live by, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. So I just, I tell myself that all the time when a mentor of mine said that, and that is one thing that has stuck with me. So that's, that's what keeps me going, honestly. It's so true. There's this book and it's by John Lee Dumas. He hosts a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire. And his book is called The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And it is a really great read, but basically, you know, a lot more obviously goes into it. But one of the main core tenets of this book is that like just showing up consistently and just doing it is one of the things that will set you apart and separate you from most people because mm-hmm. that's like one of the things i interview a lot of of stylists who have achieved really extraordinary things in our industry so you know whether it's starting product lines i just did a, an interview with Jamie Dina she was single-handedly responsible for framar's biggest day in sales like wow. ever huge company right And so like, you know, I've interviewed like best-selling authors, like there's so many people in this industry, they're doing such incredible things. And you know what they all have in common? They take risks and they show up. And that is like, if you're looking like, and this is, I'm talking about not just if you want to branch out, but like, say you want to build a really successful salon or independent business, or you want to become an educator, any of these things are possible But what really is going to set you apart is your ability to show up because there's a lot of upfront work before you get reward when you are executing a vision, right? Absolutely. That's so true, you know? And like, you know, you and I were talking about earlier, it's just really cool to see us think outside the box because it is easy to like, okay, we're supposed to do this and this and this and then, and then what? But I think our industry is so neat because- you can get an idea, like a small idea, just by listening to a podcast or, yes. you know, or just like even speaking to meeting new artists. And I think, yeah, back to the risk thing. I think it, it is so important. And, you know, not everybody is a risk taker and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. I just, I feel like in order to get to an, an ex- vision of what you dream of, like you yeah. are going to have to take those scary risks. and continue to and yeah there are some very scary scary oh my gosh what did I just do moments that happen (laughs) honestly weekly but you know that's okay like it always works out it really does and you know you find your 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 strong poor people and you know a 
huge piece of advice I have is I've found a huge mentor of mine, which is Tara Harville. And she has helped me navigate through so many different avenues because she's right. done it and she's living it. And so, you know, I think she is a huge factor of where I've gotten to where I am today because so yeah. like, that's just something I truly push in our industry is to find that friend, that mentor who actually yeah. wants to see you win and succeed. And there's so many in our industry and, yeah. you know, keep taking the classes, keep, keep, you know, educating yourself. And her and I actually met at a hair extension convention, like randomly. Wow. And this was years and years and years ago out of 300 people. And for whatever reason, we just built this friendship that turned into a business friend. It's, it's all the things. And yeah. You know, she's one person that I can really say that is a huge part. And so it's important to have those people in your corner. And if somebody tells you like you can't do it, that should push you even freaking harder. Yes. I've, oh my I've God. been told that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, to you. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And actually, when you were talking before, the power of community and, you know, inside like something that I've just kind of started sharing is for the past three years, I've actually ran a marketing agency for other coaches, brands within the beauty industry, all of these things. And one of the biggest things that I have learned through that side, as well as my education, is the power of community. And so when, you know, I started planning, we're hosting our first retreat this year in Italy in October for, oh you know, my gosh. educators, founders, building brands to elevate. And I think the main reason that we decided to do that is because so much of the personal growth and business growth and, you know, just general fulfillment and happiness that I've experienced in the past several years is because of finding a solid community and a true like mastermind community of other pros who want to see each other win. So finding oh, that yeah. community is so important. And, you know, I always find this too inside like my inside any like programs or anything like the people who have the most success are the people who lean into that community piece. So Absolutely. when you were saying, when you were saying earlier about how like you've, you've received a lot of support from hairstylists and, you know, you just shared that you have like a mentor and friend that you found in this industry, I would love to hear, you know, chat more about the power of community in terms of building a brand and in terms of building a business. Oh gosh. You know, it's always, when I first started doing hair, I just, for whatever reason, felt like an outcast and that I just couldn't make any good friends in the industry. Mm. And so I've just always kind of, that's, I think why I'm in a soul. I just wanted to kind of seclude myself. And, you know, I do miss working in a salon because that is also a community as well. And like yeah. bouncing off ideas off other people and stuff. But that's besides the point. But, you know, I just have always promised myself, like, if I ever stop taking classes, like, I feel like, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna die, basically. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Like, I, you know, everybody knows our industry is always evolving. And so I just, I needed a change of pace. And I listened to my gut and this extension company just kept popping up. And so I just clicked on it and I was like, and this was a big risk taking this class because I think it was the most I had ever spent on a class. It was like $5,000. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I mean, I'm scared out of my mind. But anyway, I went into it thinking like, okay, Jess, you know, these people probably want to, you know, 
very commonality of extension yeah. wares. And that's what I want to do. So I just went into it with an open mind and I tried to be as social as I could because I did want to, you know, build like build a friendship and a community and they didn't have to be local. And that's a big part of what the whole actually class three day convention was, was finding the people who are going to support you and who are also like, they're not going to look at you as a competitor. And I think, mm. you know, there can be a million different extensions out there, but you know, it's, it's how you market yourself and yeah. I'm going off track here anyway. True though. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, you know, and so you can look at somebody that also launches a hair product line or whatever and look at that as a competitor. But it's like, no, like go good for you. You know, yeah. like we're yeah. all in this together. It's really important to find like-minded people, you know, and take the whole like jealousy and, you know, like just be everybody's biggest cheerleader is, you know, I want, I, I always want to see people win. I think that's like the busy, busiest, biggest attribute to you know, a, a friendship and a business relationship. And don't be afraid to ask questions as well. Yes. You know, like, especially you don't know what kind of experiences people, you know, go through because Instagram, like we always say is a highlight reel and it yeah. may look like they are just thriving. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you, I've had a lot of people that, oh, it looks like Kara's exploding. And I'm like, that week, you know, like I had zero sales this week, you know, nice. it's like, Asking those questions and being vulnerable, I think is just, you know, really important too. Well, and I think that really is such a good point because the power of putting yourself in rooms with with people who are achieving, you know, at the level that you want to achieve is that you get a, a more realistic picture, right? Because I think we always think, and that's why like I love these interviews so much is because we think that once you hit like a certain level of success, quote unquote, or like, you know, perceived success that all of your troubles magically melt away and it's just like smooth sailing from here on out. And, you know, once you start to connect with people who have achieved what you want to achieve or you connect with people who are kind of in similar, have similar goals or, you know, have achieved the goals that you are setting for yourself you start to get a fuller picture and you start like you stop thinking, oh, I have to be perfect in order to be successful. And right. that's a huge power of community and like being in these rooms and masterminds and things like that. And, you know, you can start anywhere. Like, so, you know, I'm not saying that you have to have big goals that are outside of our industry, even if you're just like, I want to, because I think you can be outrageously successful in any position in this industry, right? So if yes. you are even like a commission stylist who wants to like really up their game, put yourself in rooms with other commission stylists who are hitting those marks that you want to hit. If you want to be yes. an educator or you want to be, you know, build a brand, put yourself in rooms with people who are doing these things, who have built these brands and who have built these personalities because you know, it's like that old phrase, you're, you're the, the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I don't think it's the most time with, I think it's the intentional time. So if you're I like, right, yeah, I think if you're right now, if you're like, well, I want, cause I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we can almost feel like the black sheep in some of our circles, right? Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. feeling like you don't, you didn't fit in. And I think that's another thing that a lot of the the really high achieving successful people that I talk to in this industry, that's something that we actually all have in common 
is feeling like we didn't fit at some point. Right. And so, you know, if you can fight past that, it's and curate a community of people who get you and who want to see you win. I think it's the biggest life upgrade you can make and the the biggest indicator of future success in business. I love that. And just, you know, also these people pushing you, you know, yes. you, you know, it's not like pat on the back, you know, it's like, I, I think we all push each other in our own way and yes. like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It sucks, but yeah. you know, usually the outcome's really good. So Absolutely. yeah, someone who, the, the people who are going to push you as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been such an enlightening conversation and I loved getting, hearing your story, getting to know you. And, you know, I'm excited to have connected because I think that you have such a bright, incredible future ahead of you. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love your podcast. You're so great and inspiring. And I think there it's like, you have such a beautiful platform and it's, so empowering. So I think I wish you all the success too. So thank you so much. I'm so honored to even be here. And let's shout out, where can people go and find out more about Hera Goddess? Like where can they find you? Where can they buy the products? Tell us everything. Okay. So you all can find me on Instagram and it's at loveherragoddess. Our website is hera-goddess.com. And Hera is spelled H-E-R-A. And just like a quick heads up for stylists, when you're listening to this, you do have wholesale sales as well. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I love answering questions. Every Whoever wants to reach out, please do. I will be transparent and as open as I can be. So amazing. I will include a clickable link to everything that Jesse just mentioned in the show notes. Thank you again for being here. And I can't wait to see where Hera goes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.